Hi, I'm Dustin. Before we get started, I just want to say that this show is for adults and is about various TV shows available in the USA. So be sure to check your country's TV listings or streaming lineups for the content that we discuss. Also, be aware sometimes we use profanity or make risque comments during our discussion. So be sure to check the show notes before you allow your child to listen along or if you live in an area that prohibits such language. Listen at your own discretion. Thanks for listening. Now, on with the show. listeners it's Dustin here and I just want to say how you doing I hope you had a happy January I know I did it was my birthday month and it was good if you listened to the last episode you heard Brucker and Shelly and I just you know chilling hanging out it was the day before my birthday and you know I'm a year older and you know hopefully a little bit wiser (laughs) we'll see anyway so I wanted to talk to you about all the shows and whatnot that I started watching this past month. First and foremost, I finally started watching Peacemaker with John Cena. I was a little apprehensive at first because at the end of The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn Suicide Squad movie, I kind of didn't like that character. At first he was cool, but then he kind of turned into a villain in a way. And I thought, this isn't cool. I don't, I don't, why are they making a show about this guy? But after seeing so many people come on and, you know, get online and we're talking about the Peacemaker series and how great it was, I was like, all right, fine, fine. I'll go check it out. I already have HBO Max, so figured I'd go ahead and check it out. And I was not disappointed. First of all, it totally redeems Peacemaker, in my eyes at least. And then it brought on some great characters. He's got a great sidekick and his pet bald eagle, Eagly, which is, <laughs> it's like the eagle version of a dog. It's it's really funny. But then you got, um, <laughs> oh my goodness, you have Freddy Stroma as the vigilante, who is probably my new favorite superhero or wannabe superhero he's just I don't know what it is he's kind of smart but he's not he really isn't smart at all he makes he says the weirdest stuff I mean I love Freddie Stroma anyway I think he is just super cute and he's just I don't know very charismatic and he plays that part perfectly perfectly so if you have HBO Max or if you have access to the Peacemaker series in whatever country you're in, I definitely recommend watching it. It's definitely risque. It's got a lot of bad language in it, and it's over the top, and it's just everything. So if you watched The Suicide Squad, you know what you're getting into. And it's a James Gunn thing, so there's going to be a lot of older music from yesteryear. And Peacemaker really loves like hair bands and you know, good old-fashioned 80s rock and metal, so it it totally fits the whole narration that you wanted to go there. Oh, yeah, and Robert Patrick is in it, you know, the the T-1000 from Terminator 2, and which I just watched him in The Faculty. I forgot he was the coach in The Faculty as well, but uh, yeah, he plays Peacemaker's dad, who's kind of, 
he's kind of a problem <laughs> in today's society. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because I think you should watch it, but definitely check that out. Next up, I started watching Abbott Elementary on ABC. I'm not sure where that if it's available in other countries yet, but once it is, you should definitely check this out. It's about a struggling elementary school in Philadelphia, and it's um, run by, <laughs> oh my God, it's run by the kookiest principal who's played by Janelle James. Which was funny because I just watched Janelle James's stand-up special on Netflix. Um, it's a show called The Stand-Ups, and they, you know, all the comedians get about a thirty-minute set, and they just came out with this new season of it. And she had one of the best performances on it. You know, her and Melissa Villasenor, who's from SNL. Um, her part is really funny, especially the part she's talking about her son growing a penis. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to go too much further. You should check that out as well. The stand-ups on Netflix. But Janelle James plays Ava, the principal. And then you have, I don't know if, you, if it's Quinta Brunson or Quinta Brunson. So I you know, apologize if I said it wrong. But she is the creator and basically the, the lead character, um, Janine Teagues. She is perfect. This whole show plays out. It's kind of like the Parks and Rec slash office version of elementary school. So they know they're being followed around by a camera crew, and it's all their trials and tribulations going through trying to teach these kids and all the stuff, you know, trying to get school supplies, trying to, you know, almost outdo each other. And then there's this new guy that comes in who's played by Tyler James Williams, um, Gregory Eddy. So Tyler James Williams, if you aren't familiar with that name, played Chris in Everybody Hates Chris, the Chris Rock show. So I was really surprised. Like, oh my God, he grew up fast. Or maybe I've just been lying dormant. I don't know. But he grew up fast and he's cute. He's a cute guy. Um, you also have, you know, Cheryl Lee Ralph. She plays Barbara Howard. She's been around a long time. She's awesome. I like her. I've always loved her sarcastic demeanor. You should definitely check this show out. It's it's really fun. It moves pretty fast, and it, it's really relatable. So, yeah, definitely. Abbott Elementary. Check it out. <laughs> Next up, I started watching The Cleaning Lady on Fox. Guys, wow. Wow, 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 wow. You should not miss out on this. It comes on Hulu the next day, so if you missed it, you know, whatever, it's there. I think we've been through like four, five episodes now. And it is, I mean, I've been live tweeting it every week. And each week it seems to, you know, grab some attention that I'm live tweeting it. And, I, and this past week, actually, the creator... Miranda Kwok, she started to like a lot of my tweets. So, hi, Miranda. I hope you're listening, and I, I'm glad you enjoy my live tweets. So, <laughs> But anyway, this show is about this. Um, she's an immigrant. Um, her name is Tony, and she's from the Philippines. And she comes to America to help her really sick son, who is dying from some disease. I'm not sure, but it's, a, it's an autoimmune disease. Basically, a small cold could kill him. And she has to clean and she's trying to earn money and get him into this like um, medical trial so that he can get better, obviously. Well, in so many words, she gets kind of wrapped up in this mob situation. This all takes place in Las Vegas, by the way. And she meets this guy named Armand Morales. And Armand is a sexy mobster guy who's dangerous, but you're just like, oh my gosh, kill me with a look, Armand. <laughs> He's played by Aiden Canto. And Tony is played by Elodie Young. So 
these two have a chemistry that is just fire. And I just want to be in Tony's shoes, by the way. And then you have Oliver Hudson, who plays um, Garrett Miller, who is a FBI agent who's kind of on the trails of uh, Armand's, uh, I guess, his business. And then, of course, he's going to rope in Tony to help him. And, oh, it just gets all kinds of messy. And it's intense and it's fun. And it's just, wow. Definitely check out The Cleaning Lady. It is so good. I am not kidding. Check it out. I am watching it every week and I can't wait. So, and, and if you start watching it, start following me on the live tweets when I do that every Monday night. So it's really fun. Just recently, I started watching The After Party on Apple. Now, I've only a couple episodes in. They have four out right now, but I've only watched... I don't binge. I just don't. I don't binge a lot of things. I'd have to, you know, have nothing going on. And I have so many shows I want to watch. And then I just, you know, I'd like to spread things out. I like to keep it going. Keep the conversation going. Okay? It's okay not to binge, guys. It's okay. You can keep that conversation going, and it'll stay in your mind a little bit longer. If you want to binge, that's fine. No harm. I'm not going to judge you for it. But, you know, maybe spread it out a little bit. You know, watch it every other night or watch, you know, watch a couple at a time and then skip a few days. Just let it roll around in your brain a little. That's that's my uh, my PSA to you for now, okay? <laughs> it's okay not to binge. It's okay, all right? Anyway, what I was saying was I'm watching The After Party, and it's got a lot of good players in it. You have people like, well, of course, you have Tiffany Haddish, who plays this detective, who comes in on um, an after party of a high school reunion. And the high school reunion has all these people in it. The main focus is the death of Dave Franco's character, who's like a superstar pop star actor named... Xavier, and he's just he's just a total douchebag. But he dies right in the very beginning. And each episode flashes back to the beginning of the high school reunion all the way through the death, his death at the party, from a different character's perspective. Because Tiffany Haddish is interviewing all the suspects who are there. And each suspect, as she wants to, them to tell it, um, gives them the movie version of what happened in their mind. So in the first one, we get a guy, and he has kind of this romantic comedy thing going on. And in the second one, you have um, like Ike Barinholtz, who's from the Mindy Project, um, and a bunch of other things, but that's what I know him from. He gives you like this action story, and it's all silliness and funny, but there's an actual good mystery going on about who killed you know, Dave Franco's character. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how that goes. It's a little slow starting off. So, you know, I'm giving it some time and episode two started picking up a little bit with the funniness and it's just more ridiculous than like laugh out loud funny. And there's some good funny parts, but I'm hoping it picks up a little bit more. Ben Schwartz is in the third episode and apparently his is some kind of musical number or, you know, it's a Broadway musical type of thing. So, I hope that is a pretty fun thing because I like musicals, you know, you know me and my Zoe's and my Glee and whatnot. So this might be pretty fun. Plus, I like Ben Schwartz. He's a fun guy. Another show I started tuning into on Fox was Pivoting. It comes on after Call Me Cat, which I'm still amazed is on the air. No offense to Maya Bialik. I like you. I like Leslie Jordan. I like all of you. Um, but... It's just kind of a corny blah show to me. Call me cat. It's in season two. You can watch it if you want 
something on in the background, but it's nothing that's going to rock your world. Sorry again, Maya Bialik, but it's just not. But after it, you have Pivoting, which has people like um, Jennifer Goodwin, who played Snow White in um, Once Upon a Time. And it also has uh, Maggie Q, who I know I've seen before, but I'm not sure where. Uh, let me look, actually. Um, she's been in stuff like Divergent and Insurgent, and she was in the Fantasy Island horror movie, it looks like. Okay, wow. And then you also have Eliza Koop, who was in Happy Endings and also in Future Man. And I love her. She was actually the big draw for me to watch this show because everything I've seen her in, I have loved her in. So this show is about three friends, these three, and how they're dealing with the death of their fourth friend. And it's from the very beginning. We never even met the fourth friend. It starts off at her, her funeral. And just all about the things that they're doing. So like Eliza Coop's character wants to be a better mother. So she doesn't even know how to handle kids. And she has a, um, a nanny. So she sends the nanny home early and tries to handle her kids more. You have Jennifer Goodwin's character who wants to feel more desired, especially by her personal trainer, because her husband doesn't really look at her twice and her kids just walk all over her. So she just wants a little bit of a, basically she wants to have an affair. And then you have Maggie Q's character, who is a, an accomplished surgeon. Just She's always like been an overachiever her whole life. And she's decided, I'm not going to be a surgeon anymore. I'm going to bag groceries <laughs> and goes to work at a grocery store. Yes, this is a comedy. Um, it's a fun show, and I really like it so far. It's getting to know these characters and getting to see these situations play out, it's, it's, it's been pretty fun, and I, I recommend it as well. Recently, I turned on Netflix, and I saw that a new show from the creators of Queer Eye is on, and it's called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And I love Jonathan Van Ness and all that they are, you know, doing and producing. Jonathan is non-binary, but does go by they or he or she. So I might switch it out as I'm talking. But Jonathan in this series decides, you know what? I'm going to ask some questions about the universe. Like, are bugs cool or gross? You know, um, what's up with hair throughout the ages? And can we say bye-bye to the binary? Stuff like that. It's really interesting because, you know, of course he's got his Jonathan flair and, you know, is just fun and lighthearted. And I, I really like the way this is put together. It's done in a fun way, but it's educational and you find out some interesting facts while also being entertained. So in like a 30 minute segment, it's, you know, it moves pretty quickly. So I definitely think you should check that out. You'll learn a little bit and it's not a lot of episodes out there. Um, but I think that it's beneficial to most people to watch these type of things, you know. And most people have Netflix anyway, so why not check it out? Just just go watch it. Pick an episode, watch it. You don't have to watch it in order. You know, that's the, the good thing about these types of shows is that, you you know, they're just singular subject. It goes on to the next subject. So pick one, watch it. Finally, on Peacock, I started watching a show called True Story with Ed and Randall. Ed Helms and Randall Park. This is kind of like what if comedians interviewed people, everyday people, and then it was all reenacted, their story was reenacted kind of drunk history style. 
So you have like random people. In the first two episodes, you have a guy who in the 70s broke into the Super Bowl and did all these shenanigans. And that's get, that gets reenacted. And then the second episode, you have a Muslim girl whose family moved her to Huntsville, Alabama, and how she runs for class president of her high school. And it's just I am thoroughly entertained by these stories. I think it's – I love the human experience, and especially when you have good – underdog stories where you're cheering for the person and they tell you how they kicked ass or how they, you know, overcame a situation and, or just, you know, had fun doing something that, oh my gosh, you did that? Really? And the fun part is watching these like known actors or at least even if they're B actors reenact everything, you know, and they add their own little flair to it and they add a little script in there and it can be silly. It can be goofy and it's really fun to watch and I laughed a lot at it. So I really think you should check that out as well if you have Peacock. If not, I mean, find somebody who does. But <laughs> um, I, I think this is one of those ones I, I'm kind of want them. You know, they put those commercial breaks on these these shows. And I know some people, you can do the tiers where you can have Peacock with or without commercials. But sometimes I think they should have some of these streaming shows show up on the networks that they're connected to. Like NBC is for Peacock. Because it would it would promote Peacock, A. And B, it would just be something that some people need to see. They need to see stories like, you know, the Muslim girl running for class president. That's something that would, you know, I think inspire others. I don't know if you remember, but back in, wow, almost 20 years ago, um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy premiered on Bravo. Not everybody had Bravo. We We certainly didn't have it in our cable package at that time. But they started to show Queer Eye episodes on NBC. And they did it for a few weeks, and we grew to love it. Then suddenly it was gone, and everybody was like, well, where's Bravo? So people started calling into cable stations asking for Bravo. And I'm sorry, but Bravo is the, you know, the station that Queer Eye built, in my opinion. Now it's filled up with Real Housewives and all these other types of reality shows. But Queer Eye for the Straight Guy really made Bravo what it is today, in my opinion. So... They really need to do that again for streamers. And I think Netflix could probably benefit if they made a deal with some networks as well to show some of their maybe either struggling shows or ones with um, actors or actresses that don't have a lot big following but they know is good. I mean, they don't really have to because obviously a lot of people have Netflix, but not everybody does. And I think that's something that people don't realize. Not everybody has streaming services. A lot of people just use, I mean, they don't even have cable a lot of times. They just have an antenna. And I mean, that's what I do. I just have streaming services and an antenna. I don't even have cable anymore. So I think that they would, they should do that. I don't know why I'm getting on my soapbox about this right now, but I am, you know, streaming services, go ahead, put some shows on, you know, on some uh, networks and get some, you know, you'll get some subscribers from it or you'll at least get some more people aware of your shows and you already built in the commercial breaks anyway. So go ahead and do it. My gosh, get your head out of your ass. (laughs) So coming up in February, there's a couple shows that I do want to see. One is on Fox and it is called the real dirty dancing. Now, I found out from my friends in the UK that this will be showing up over there as well. And basically, it's some B-celebrities, and they're going to reenact scenes from Dirty Dancing. Mainly the dancing scenes. Some of the acting scenes. 
and it looks really fun. It's only going to be a four-week-long, quote, event, and I'm guessing it's because of Valentine's Day and whatnot. And they've got some good stars in it. You have people like Corbin Blue, who played Chad Danforth in the High School Musical movies. And then you have um, DJ Twitch from Ellen. Um, you have the comedian Lonnie Love, and you also have comedian Angela Johnson-Reyes. If you don't remember who Angela Johnson-Reyes is, um, Mad TV, Bon Quiqui. I mean, come on. You got to know who Bon Quiqui is. Um, there's several others, but those are the ones that popped out in my mind. And it looks really fun. I think you should check that out. Um, I'm definitely going to. And it starts on February 1st on Fox, and it should be weekly for the month of February. Then on February 4th on Amazon Prime, we have Reacher coming out. Now that is the television series for Jack Reacher, which is based on Lee Child's book character. Um, And specifically, I found out that the series, at least starting off, is based off the book The Killing Floor. So that should be really good. This time around, um, Jack Reacher apparently matches the description better as played by Alan Richson. Now, if you don't know who Alan Richson is, I mean, you should know who Alan Richson is, but Alan Richson played Hawk on Titans, also played Raphael in the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. And from what I saw of Alan Richson, apparently he started on um, American Idol, but I first saw him on Smallville as Smallville's version of Aquaman. He was a cute blonde guy, you know. Dude can sing, too. Wow. He's just dreamy. He's just good looking. He's cut. He's ripped. He's a big buff guy. He's smart. He's funny. I've seen a lot of the stuff in interviews he says. He's just hilarious. He's got it all. He's the whole package. So definitely, yeah. Wow. I'm standing Alan Ripson right now. Wow. Anyway. Um, also a part of that show is Willa Fitzgerald, who played Emma in the Scream television series. Um, Emma was basically the Sydney character of the, of the television series. And then you also have Harvey Gillian or Gillian. I don't know how you say his name, damn it. I need to look that up. But he plays Guillermo in What We Do in the Shadows. I, I was so excited to see. I was like, I saw the trailer and I saw a brief glimpse of him. I was like, was that, was that Guillermo? Was that Guillermo? And of course it was. So I was really excited about that. So I'm definitely going to check out Reacher. That looks really fun. It's not just a, you know, shoot 'em up type show. There's some comedy to it. And, you know, because Alan Richardson, he's really good with comedy. So I, I'm definitely going to check that out. Now I want to ask you what you think you're going to check out this month or what you have watched this past month. I definitely want to hear back from you. So please reach out to me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at DustinCanRead, or you can send me an email at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Reach out, let me know what you're watching or what you're going to watch, and I want to hear back from you. Let's interact. Until next time, I hope you guys have a great February, and look for the next episode coming this Thursday. Bye. Dustin can watch.